G'day punters and welcome to Winning Post Preview Podcast for the weekend of Saturday, November 28. I'm John Barker. Joining me as usual, Joel Marshall and Daniel Nuttall. We are from Winning Post and the main event around Australia this Saturday is the $1 million Group 1 Kingston Town Classic 1800 metre wait for age race at Ascot on Saturday. And Joel... Inspirational girl. Well, I know it's Pikey. I know she was impressive in the railway, but uh, barrier 18, short enough, I would have thought. Yeah, well, I think she got into a short as around about $2.10 earlier in the week. I think you can get a little bit better now, obviously, with the barrier draw, but still quite short. And it's she's going to have a bit of a task, but, uh, gee, she looked so good winning the railway um, and just know that, uh, well, he is... Uh, you know, he's is the wizard from the West. He can do anything. So he's going to need to pull out a, a really good role. The one to beat as does probably, you know, 90% of the people out there. But uh, look, I think playing playing exotics or multiples and sort of maybe roving her to run a place might be the way to go because she might run a place, but she might find one or two that uh, get the softer run and, and prove a bit better. Well, uh, not, yeah, she didn't... Um, when she drew that gate didn't really uh, immediately drift out very far. Might have been back out 2.10 to 2.20. Um, we'll jump from barrier 15 of 16. Uh, you have to go back to Sniper's Bullet 2009. Jump from 16 was the last one to win from out there. Nick and Nero the, the year before was barrier 14. But uh, really the inside six barriers... Um, have accounted for seven of the past nine winners. Now, Daniel, I've written in Best Bets and Winning Post this week uh, that this is a it's one of the few remaining wait-for-age races on the Australian calendar that is frequently won by a three-year-old. So uh, Phillies have won three of the past five, and then a couple of years before that, uh, a three-year-old gelding in It's a Him. Um, I... Uh, I quite like the chances of um, one one of the three-year-olds in this at least. Uh, can you see anything knocking off Inspirational Girl? Yeah, yeah. look, I think um, she's a bit of a risk at the price. She could certainly come out and and blow these away and that wouldn't shock anyone. But I think there's um, value to be had around her and I think the three-year-olds do hold a, a good hand. Watch me dance. Of course, that person went in the guineas last start and um, I think Dom to shoot to whilst... Um, was excellent behind Watch Me Dance in that same race as a chance to um, to turn the tables on her. I think it's um, looked as I said, like it wouldn't be wouldn't be a shock if the if the short price favourite got the jo- job done easily. But in, she's um, untested at this trip, and I think there's um, certainly uh, better plays around her um, at a bigger price for sure. All righty. Well, we may as well start right there with race eight at Ascot on Saturday. It is the People's Start Kingston Town Classic, 1,800 metres, standard weight for age, worth a million bucks at Group 1 level. Joel? Yeah, well, I've got the the favourite on top, Inspirational Girl. I I think the way to play the race, as I said earlier, is maybe... A, you know, a roving trifecta or something like that and, and you know, bank her as the, as the place getter and try and get a few others around her and I guess try and get her beaten to, to get a good collect. But I think she's easy to tip on top. I do like Watch Me Dance. Uh, liked her in the guineas when she won. She's a filly in good form, as you touched on, Barks. It's a good race for three-year-olds. 
a good race for the Phillies, and I think uh, she's drawn to run a really good race, the number 16. Uh, number six, Nerf Bosk. I was kicking myself for not backing it last start. He, I saw him over in Perth, and he, his first up run was good. His second up run was a real eye-catcher, and I thought to myself, I reckon that's the Perth Cup winner. I didn't think they would back him up the next week and, and stay at a short distance uh, and win, but that's what he did, and I wasn't on him. So I think he's going really well uh, over in the West. Nerf Bosk, he didn't really show his best uh, over here in Victoria, but... Uh, He's going well. I think he can add some value to the exotics. And four too close, the sun is just a very genuine horse. He's improving all the time. It was a good effort in the railway, and I think he's got to be in the mix. I think the big improver, I know he's been around a few times, but number one, Galo Chopper. I thought a couple of his runs in Melbourne this earlier in the spring weren't too bad. He had the shocking gait in the railway, but it's a different story on Saturday. So he might be able to pull out a run. He'd be the next one I'd include. But my top four are 12. 16, 6 and 4. Yep, well, I'm trying to get the favourite beat here and I'm with the 4, too close to the sun, who, um, look, no match for Inspirational Girl, must um, be said, the railway last start, but he'll appreciate getting back out to the 1,800 metres. He's a listed winner, two back over this trip, did it easy, um, one by four and could have won by much more, running the heavy, the wet track that day. Um, he'll be... Inspirational girl will be giving this horse quite a start on the turn. And um, such an honest competitor in this one. He'll, he'll give mm. you a good side, I think. And he's, I think he's the bet in this race at a, an each way sort of price. So he's on top for me, the four, 12 and next. Um, just how far back she'll, she'll get from the gate is the is the query. We know that she possesses a, possesses a wonderful finish and a breeding suggests she'll, um, she'll handle this. The rice weight 100 metres, no problem. And I'm with two of the three-year-olds, third and fourth. Watch me dance and Dom to shoot in that order. They both come out of the um, WA Guineas. Dom to shoot gets uh, a good draw this time around. Um, and he was excellent hitting on the line there. And, and watch me dance, obviously, looks to have quite a future. She was excellent winning that race. And um, I think both of them will appreciate the rice weight 100 metres. So 4, 12, 16, 15 for me. Our man in Perth, BJ Ryan, is with you. Daniel uh, just does think too close the sun might have enough of a break on Inspirational Girl in the straight to hold her off. Uh, so too close the sun from Inspirational Girl and then the three-year-olds watch me dance and Dom to shoot. That is four, 12, 16 and 15 and the other two to include in the quaddy from BJ, number 11, truly great, and number eight, Cup. Night. Uh, now, I probably should have checked this before we started recording, but uh, have you boys done the form for any of the other stakes races at Ascot? No, I haven't. I haven't had a look, Barks. Yeah, All righty. We'll, we'll just go with BJ's then. So we start in race five at the Ascend Sales Jungle Dawn Classic. Listed race for fillies and mares over 1,400 metres. And BJ's best for the, uh, for the day comes up here. And that's number 10, Tycoon Storm for Lincoln Smith and Brad Parnham. To beat the other favourite in Sean Trey, number one, uh, Serenity Bay, number six for third, and Naughty by Nature, number seven for fourth. Race six at Ascot on Saturday, Tab Touch, Sir Ernest Lee Steer Classic. BJ, uh, this does look another race in two here, and BJ is with the five, Western Empire, to beat three, Sean Talk. Snickerdoodle Dandy, number four for third, and Mystical View, number 10 for fourth. And in the other black-type race at Ascot on Saturday, race seven, Glenroy Chaff, AJ Scale Stakes. 
Group 3 over 1,400 metres. BJ is with Celebrity Queen for the Cerise and White. Grant Milana Williams and Willie Pike, fairly short Celebrity Queen, Queen number 10. To beat Valor Road number four, Flutini number nine, and Kementari number one. Meanwhile, back east on Saturday, the main Victorian Metro program is at Sportsbet Pakenham for the Pakenham Cup. And the Pakenham Cup is race seven, the Sportsbet Pakenham Cup. It's over 2,500 metres, a listed handicap joel. Yeah, it's not. Not too bad a field, I guess. You know, a lot of people debating, how, you know, what sort of field we were going to get for this race. That, you know, there's a few horses perhaps on tired legs, and for that reason, I'm going for the horse that I expect to still have a little bit of freshness about him. And I'm speaking of the, an import here, a number seven Knight's Order from the Waterhouse Pot team. He made his Australian debut at Port Macquarie. He got beaten there, but he went to the Tats Cup at his next start. There was a lot of money for him. He was something like 30s into 8s, and he got the cash. And then he came down to Melbourne. I thought he ran pretty well at Flemington on Melbourne Cup Day in uh, the old Lavazza there behind Sin to win. He had 61 and a half. It was a pretty good effort, only beaten three lengths. He drops five kilos, and as I said, he just looks to be a horse on the up with a bit more upside than a few of these. So I've gone his way from five credence with the blinkers back on. He might be able to bounce back. Uh, he has run well at this track before. His, his form's not too bad. He won a couple back in July and then September, and then I guess he's you know, probably been found out a little bit up in class, but I think he can certainly improve with the blinkers on. One Brimham Rocks is racing very consistently, just finding it hard to win, and four attorney ran pretty well at Wait for Age in the Sandown Classic last start, and that could be the right form for this. But I'm with seven from five, one and four. Yeah, I'm with... Attorney, he's a stayer of always um, a bit of time for, and well, he's won the one race from five starts as preparation. Um, he really hasn't done a whole heap wrong this time, and he's finished thereabouts in each start. Um, yeah, wait for age level last start, getting back in a slowly run race, and I thought he was um, working nicely to the line. Um, the extra hundred meters will only help him, I think. Um, it draws a good gate with with Nashville on board, so he's my pick in the race. Uh, no clear cut pick though. I think it'll be a competitive contest. Scarlet Dream, the eight was well, she's a bit of a non winner. She only won two from twenty four. Um, but I don't think she's going as bad as the form indicates. Um, again, she sort of got back in that slowly run race race in the Sandown Classic last start. Drops a kilo for this Knight's order um, for reasons Joel outlined. Might just have a bit more upside than a few of these. This is the toughest race he has contested, but um, from what he's shown thus far, he will certainly measure up. He's roll forward from the good draw. And I got the one Brimham Rocks in for fourth, four, seven, eight, one. Yeah, Brimham Rocks for me, coming off that good run in the Wait for Age Sandown Classic. To beat Knight's Order, Credence and Attorney, one, seven, five, and four. As I mentioned, Brimham Rocks was my best. My value bet at Packenham on Saturday is race nine, number six, Lunicorn. Still, we're showing as eight bucks, although every man and his dog seems to want to tip it. Joel, your uh, special. You're going for a couple of uh, old favourites here. Race nine, number five, Karamay, the best. Listeners would know I'm a bit of a fan of this girl, and she's done the job a couple of times for us at Flemington, scoring at massive odds. She was able to win second up last prep off a, a flat first up run, but she had the apprentice on. She had no blinkers. It was at Sandown with a big weight. 
and she didn't do much, but then she improved sharply second up with Dean Yendel aboard and, and the blinkers on. They're kicking off with the blinkers this time. I'm just hoping she's ready for the 1,400 first up. She had a pretty consistent prep last time in. Thought she was going to beat Right You Are at the 200-metre mark at Flemington at her last start. It was a lovely ride from an outside gate to get an inside run, and she just got outgunned late. But she's got a bit of quality, this girl. And I think if she's ready to go fresh, she can win. I've made my value bet Vane Stream. I know he's burnt us a couple of times recently. I thought his run in the Doveton Stakes was a bit plain. As soon as that race was run, I, I sort of looked to this program at Packenham thinking if there was going to be a race for him because he won this day last year and he was very, very heavily backed. He won the benchmark race. They've got to go to the open handicap race this year. So he's good odds. Watch the market because uh, they don't mind to bet this team. And if there's a bit of support for him, he might just be ready to peak again 12 months down the track. They're my main two. I thought Veron Skova in the first had been jumping out very well. A uh, bit of a task taking on winners at a first start, but obviously they've got an opinion of her. And I think Come On Carl is a good roughie, race four. Good improvement from him second up. He'll be big odds, and he has got the class to be competitive in a race like this. I like the look of the four in race number three, Humble Pie. Um, new additions for the Simon Wild Stable. They um, previously applied his trade in New Zealand. He's come on quite quickly since arriving um, for Simon. He's first up at Geelong over 700 metres. He was got back in a strong late and took on a pair of Mooney Valley races over the 2040 metre journey. The Cox Plate start and um, very strong against the, against the pattern two back and then was a soft winner sitting close to the speed last time. I think he'll make his way through the grades um, Nicely, this preparation and pick up quite a bit of prize money um, and some wins along the way. Speaking to Simon during the week for an article in this weekend's paper, he, um, he really likes the look of this bloke and thinks he can even stretch out over a little bit further in time. So, Humble Pie, hard to beat in race three, my best of the day. The value comes up in race number six. Uh, the Price Kent Jr. trained Tavisan, who's here second up um, off the Pretty handy effort, on-speed effort in the Doverson Stakes first up. Um, he does always go pretty well fresh, so it's a little bit wary that coming into a second up run sometimes can taper off, but I liked what I saw first up over a 1,000 metres. He's a better horse um, over this slightly longer trip, up to the 1,200 metres, um, and I think at an each-way price in in this field um, is a good bet. So race six, number two, Tavisan, my value. Nice little off-season meeting at Rosehill Gardens in Sydney on Saturday. Uh, track the soft five at this stage. Joel, you're kicking us off with your specials with race four, number six, Atlantic King. Yeah, hopefully uh, Matty Dunstable can get us a winner. I was with uh, the camp last week with a couple of his leading chances and uh, it didn't have the rub of the green with a couple of those. It's been particular snits, but uh, Atlantic King... I think he can bounce back. He was a good winner second up over the mile, beating Gone By, who's a subsequent winner. He then came back 100 metres at Kembla Grange. They rode him back from a tricky gate. He drew seven of eight. He went back, and then the field really strung out. There was a, a bit of you know, a bit of speed up front. He just lost sight of the lure, but his last 100 metres was quite good. He was only beaten three and a half lengths. And I th think getting to 1,800 now is ideal. 
He, you know, he can probably settle midfield. He doesn't have to get too far back. Uh, but in any case, I just think the step up in distance is going to see him bounce back and he'll be very hard to beat. I've made my value race eight, number 11. I believe you needed to be very, very quick off the mark to get, I think it might've been eight or $9. I think within about 10 minutes, she was into 480 or $5 uh, yesterday afternoon. And number 11, Salika, I'm speaking of, race eight. Uh, newcomer to the Annabelle Nation stable. She was formerly with Philip Stokes. Did a good job for the team. She won twice. Uh, both those wins were first up. She got a Group 3 placing in the Araria Stakes. She's got some good form lines behind her. Loved her recent trial. She was very strong to the line under a hold for Louise Day, who takes the ride here. And this race falls away a little bit. I thought the main danger was St. Covet's Spirit, but she has drawn a wide gate. So I think Salika can get away with it. And my roughie there is in race number six. And I speak of number 10, Proletariat, who uh, gave his back as a bit of a thrill last time out at the 50 to 1. He got an inside run on the turn, hit the front, and just peaked on his effort in the final furlong. He was beaten about a length and a half. Thought it was a good run. That was his first go 2000 this prep. From a good draw, he's ready to run a very good race at 20 to 1. No knock on accountability, who I've got it some time for as well. He's going for three in a row and could easily win again. But I just thought Proletariat at the odds was worth a look in that race. I found it a tough day to um, to sort of hone in on one as a special here. I'm, so I'm going to go back to the the well and put Pandemic as my best of the day um, here. I, I made him my best at Kimberley Grange last start and burnt me there, although I think there was a pretty decent excuse. Um, that day he was caught wide, no cover the whole whole race. And I was never chasing Mo's crown, but I thought he worked the line pretty well off a wide run. James McDonald goes back on board, or goes on board rather, here. Um, drops three kilos from 60 to 57, and Barry Seven should get every chance from there. So, going to get one more chance of Endemic. I think if he brings his, um, brings his best, he'll, he'll win this. So, that's the best of the day in Rose Hill. For me, race seven, number eight. The value comes up in the last. Um, first up, sorry, resuming man by the name of Maui Girl from the Jason Coyle stable. Um, if you look at her form, she's two for two first up, although, um, although Joel has noted in his comments for winning post and best bets, both of those wins have come over slightly longer than 1,200 metres. The 1,200 metres she sees on Saturday were up on 1,400 and 1,350 respectively. Um, but I still think she can run a, a pretty cheeky race at odds first up. The recent trials were really good, sat outside of Fury and won and wasn't, wasn't asked for an effort there and... Um, Finished a length behind that horse in in a trial. It was a nice piece of work. Fifty four kilos uh, on the minimum here. Um, picking around a cheeky race first up at, at big odds around twenty to one. So race nine, fifteen, Maui girl, my each way play. They are racing on the course proper in Adelaide on Saturday at Morfordville, and it's a fairly cosy little program. Not massive numbers. And not a massive price, but your best, Daniel, is uh, something that uh, our panel can all agree upon. And it is uh, Peter Hardacre is producing Harpooner third up here after a couple of seconds. Should get the cash here in race five. Would have thought so. Um, fought on well last start at the Valley. was pressured there. That was a stronger race to what sees here. Um, I think back onto a bigger track. Drops in class. Uh, ticks a lot of boxes. And I think it 
sort of race falls away after the first couple in the market. So best of the day, lightly raced um, and going places. Race five, number three, Hub Haruna. The, the value comes up in the last. Here comes Lenny, who um, was first up for the Clark in stable. Um, and I thought it was run really well over distance short. It was best being around this bike. He was in WA for quite some time um, and started his career with the Bustle and Young Stable, I believe, in Victoria. Um, now finds his way with Will Clark, and we know there's a pretty good strike rate with tried horses. Um, up to 1,600 metres here, second up. Does have to carry a big weight, but has a class edge on this field. Um, and we called the car to beat in the get-out stakes. Race nine, number one, here comes Lenny. All right. They are racing at Doomben in Brisbane on Saturday, and there is some black type there. In fact, the last two races, first of those is race eight, TAB George Moore Stakes, 1,200-metre quality handicap at Group 3 level, Daniel. Yeah, and the Tony Golden train, Yonker, is um, a bit of a hot favourite in this, and you can understand why after his dazzling first up win. It was a horse that wasn't always known... So quite a little bit of ability early on. Uh, just hadn't been able to win one for, for quite some time, but that was an excellent win first up in the Keith Nerd Stakes. In saying all that, I'm going to be with one at a sort of a more backable price, I thought, in the Odyssey, who I think will have the speed to lead this here. Um, also a very quick horse out the barriers. Drawn ideally, Stephanie Thornton gets back aboard and they have a good association. They can lead them up and... Um, been a while since you've probably seen the best of him, um, but I think on his best he can certainly outrun this this field, and I'd rather back him at a sort of eight nine dollar price than Yonker at two fifty. So he's on top for me, the Odyssey. Um, Yonker in the game as well. Tamo's mate, the three has to be included. He was excellent first up, getting back from the wide draw, which I'll have to do again here. Drawn barrier thirteen, but up to five hundred meters, much more his um, his recipe. He's won five of eleven at the trip, and then for four, I have. The one deep in Mitchell was uh, stuck on stuck on nicely first up, considering he was caught wide. Five, three, eight, and one in the George Moore Stakes. And race nine is the four X Mode Plate, twelve hundred meters set weights for three year old fillies at listed level. Yeah, this is a tough one. It's a handy little race. This um, I think obviously listed races, but I think this will be a good form reference going forward, and wouldn't be surprised if a few of these measure up in the the Brisbane winter. Um, or even, you know, somewhere like Melbourne or Sydney um, sometime next year. I think it's a very high-quality field. The eight plutocrat is one over plenty of time for. I had her on top first up at a three-year-old Phillies handicap, and uh, she ran on, bumped into Dusty Tycoon, who um, is rise up again. Yeah, that horse had match fitness on her side. I think with that run under the belt plutocrat, she can um, certainly fire. I love that form line around September run last, uh, sorry, during the winter. So from Barrier 6, you want to get a cosy run, Plutocrat. She's on top. For me, the 7 in next isotope. Um, we'll much prefer being from Barrier 1 than she was drawing Barrier 8 of 8 last start. Um, missed the start there and probably should have won had she jumped with them. She'll go. She'll send a lot closer in running than she did in that race. The 1 in next got a kiss up, up to 1,200 metres. She'll appreciate that. And in for fourth, I have the 11, one shy Ruby. Uh, big odds, I think 40 to 1 when I last looked. Um, she just hasn't had much luck of late. Uh, we saw she had good form around Smart and Sexy last prep, and that sort of ties her in with her stable mate, Plutocrat, that form. So I thought it was one over the odds at, at 40 to 1. One numbers, 8, 7, 1, 11.
Well, the two black type races were the third and fourth legs of the quaddy, the first and second legs of the quaddy. Daniel, uh, where we find your specials at Doom? Yeah, uh, pretty short is so you win at about the 250, but I think you should just be winning this. Um, this last start, second, it's a ballistic boy, almost toppled that horse last start. I think that's excellent form for a race of this depth. Um, he's back up to his preferred trip, 2,000 metres. He won over this track and trip two back. Uh, a good turn of foot at the end of um, 2,000 metres there to win nicely. Drawn ideally, gets a win at the weights, 57 kilos. I think it just should be too good for these. See you win the best of the day. Brizzy and the value comes up in, yeah, race seven. Awesome pluck for um, the Desley Forster stable. Kelly Sweet, the four must have changed stables, this, this guy. But, yeah, he's um, always had plenty of ability. Now third up, I think ready to win now up to a suitable trip, 13 and 50 metres. Run last start was excellent. He's finished six in the form guide, but I thought he covered ground last start and liked the way he kept coming to the line. Wasn't beaten all that far. This race certainly isn't any harder, um, and his draw is uh, much more suitable this time in. So, race seven at number eight, awesome pluck. The value at uh, on a good day racing at Durban. Excellent. That wraps up a big Saturday of racing around Australia. Before we cross the Tasman. I am going to uh, introduce a new and probably very short-lived segment called Race Name Olympics. Yes, it's the Race Name Olympics, and this is where we pick out the podium finishes of race names over each weekend, or over this weekend at least, and in the bronze medal spot in Adelaide on Saturday. It is race five, the happy 18th Hank the Dank Tank <laughs> handicap. Now, Joel, I'm sure you'll appreciate this appeal to me on the basis of uh, the many cherished memories of uh, Will Ferrell as Frank the Tank. Um, old school, but uh, Hank the Dank. I mean, have they got the tank and the dank the wrong? I mean, is his name Hank Dank and his nickname's the tank, or his name's Hank Tank and his nickname's the dank? Oh. Anyway, let's rely on Adelaide. Hank Dank. Hank Dank, the tank. Yeah, right. Okay. Well, it could have been that you do often get you do often get a bit of a mix-up in the uh, transcription of race names. And speaking of transcription. Of race names, Joel, you managed to find one for us up along the mighty Murray. In fact, a couple uh, along the mighty Murray on Saturday where they're racing at Albury. And we'll find race four is the straight up at Maiden Plate. Uh, and race five is the straight up at Benchmark 58 Handicap. Uh, a bit of research by Joel discovered that, in fact, these races have been sponsored by a local computer firm called Straight Up IT. <laughs> Uh, so, I, you know, this, this only confirms my long-standing prejudice in favour of upper and lower case uh, when you're writing because uh, if you don't have that or at least you don't have a couple of judiciously placed full stops, it can, uh, your race name can take on an entirely different meaning in the gold medal position for week one of the race name Olympic. It's the last on the card at Sportsbet Covenant. On Saturday, and you can trust the uh, the ad yelling folks at uh, 
the ad yelling gobs at Sportsbet to come up with the odd funny name. And this is race nine at Pakenham. The Cliffo's nose operation, fillies and mares, benchmark 78 handicap. And we believe that we can thank uh, Sportsbet employee and son of Winning Post editor Tom Kneebone for that contribution. So well done, Tom, and that wraps up the race name Olympics for the first and probably last time. Goal earlier in the day across the Tasman, they are racing at Trentham in Wellington. Indeed, they are. We've got a Group 1 at Trentham. It's uh, the Captain Cook Stakes, which has been won by many a good horse. I don't know if this year's uh, renewal of the race is very strong, but uh, look, you've got a couple of nice horses in it. Hypnos. Uh, pre-defer concert hall, all sort of nice types. I've lent the way of Hypnos, number five. Uh, he's coming off really good form. This is a step up in class, but I think he's more than up to it. And my best for Trentham is race seven, number five, Belle Placer. Been racing pretty well in some tough company. Did improve sharply last time out to finish second. It was a good effort. This is no harder. And she is uh, two from two on heavy. And we've got a heavy track down in Wellington at the moment. It's looking like staying reasonably wet. So she'll get conditions to suit race seven, number five. And for our value, we're going to give him one more go. Race six, number one, don't know Jack. His first two runs, I thought, were more than adequate. And then he stepped up in distance, third up. He got back and just never really got into the race. They put the blinkers on. Jonathan Parks, um, very astute senior rider. I think he'll put him into the race a bit more. And he's more than capable of winning this on some of his previous forms. So I'm going to give Don't Know Jack another chance. And over at Ellerslie, best bet, race five, number four, London Banker. Well, they scratched him on us last week. He is a promising staying type. He was disappointing as an even money favourite last time out. That was his first go. At uh, 2,000 metres this prep, he'll be fitter for that. And I think he gets his chance to uh, break through for another win. And race nine sees my value. Number seven, Mighty Aslan. He was our value bet a couple of weeks ago. He got a long way back, held up on the inside, got a rails run late and, and finished off really well to be beaten less than two lengths in sixth spot. He's drawn well in gate three. Hopefully he can settle a bit closer and he won't be too far away. All righty, that wraps up the preview section of the program. Brings us to our best $20 bets of the weekend, Lazy Lobsters. Yes, lazy lobsters, uh, and it, we really do need a bit of a boost this week. Uh, another fairly average effort last week. Daniel uh, Dynamite Dan is excused. Uh, the scratching specialist managed to come up with another one with uh, Villa Mai. Uh, trekking for our guest lobsterer, Mark Reynolds. Oof, unders. Prisado from me. <laughs> oh, please. Just with... <laughs> Just even before the race was clearly never going to win. Uh, baby Wong yes. Joel, unlucky. Uh, caught wide. You know, I was on the Waller two-year-old a fortnight ago. I jumped off for Baby Wong and I knew what would happen. Connexi with the blinkers <laughs> on. 
just proved a bit too uh, sharp, but I won't be jumping off baby Wong. I hope they leave him up in Queensland and give him another go in a, or maybe next week or so. I think uh, yeah, he's he's pretty talented. We'll get out we'll get our cash back off him. All right. Well, speaking of knowing what's going to happen, uh, I certainly don't, but I am going with watch me dance each way in the Kingston Town Classic, which from memory would be a race eight, number sixteen. At Ascot, uh, Mitch Matheson is our guest lobster. He is back. He failed earlier uh, in the spring, uh, but he is back and he is going for uh, the astrologist, which is a Packenham race. Be with you in just one okay. second. Uh, the astrologist is race number five at Packenham. John, yeah, I'm going to go Packenham as well. There's nothing. You know, sort of among my best bets that I'm really keen to launch on, but I'm hoping lightning can strike twice with Vain Stream. Race six, number four. We'll go 10 each way. I think he's around 20 to one at the moment. Uh, we'll go Packenham as well. Race three, number four, 20 on the nose of Humble Pie. Excellent. All right, well, uh, that wraps up the podcast for this week. Folks, don't forget to pick up your winning post if you haven't already in the shops Friday morning at $5.50 online as we speak to you at uh, $5. Uh, all the for Friday and Fridays these days as summer is upon us, uh, plenty of punting to be done on a Fridays. If you're at, uh, on a Friday, you don't have to at all. So we've got form for uh, the two night meetings, a day meeting and fields for everywhere else, which is... Uh, there's up to eight or nine TAB meetings on a Friday at this time of year. Uh, Saturday and Sunday fields for Monday as well, and plenty of great reading besides. In the meantime, we will talk to you next week. We're back plenty of winners. Uh, and Thursday is the time for next week's 